so our yeah. show is going to be uh, this week about the word morality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's real deep, deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Do you have any questions about what morality oh. is? Uh, well, I, it, morality is in the eye of the beholder to some extent. Yeah. Of course, there are certain things that, uh, and I'd like to say laws help. Yeah. However, sometimes that's just the opposite. Right. Uh, I, I, I think people get really uptight in the name of morality. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I think it's it's not good. Except that we, you need to have, you know, certain laws. Right. Well, you know, like uh, a whole bunch of homosexuals in in the UK uh, basically um, committed suicide in the fifties, okay. probably into the sixties. Oh wow! And because it was against the law, and, and to to be homosexual. Right. Right. And um, Alan Turing was one of them. Oh really? The Turing test guy? Yep. Huh. He got after he was after they used him. <laughs> right. Right. They uh, they arrested him and he had a choice of uh, chemical castration or being oh, in Jesus. jail. I think. Yeah. 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 And think think about how uh, long ago this was. This is only like after, sixty this, years yeah, ago. Like this isn't. This is seventy years ago. Relatively recent. I was awake. I was I was alive. Yeah. I was alive. I was a kid. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. I think he chose. He chose chemical castration, and he just couldn't take it. Right. After a couple of years, just it was just too much. But it happened to a bunch of other people too. So that kind of morality—I mean, where people think they're being moral—just uh, drives me uh, crazy. You mean like you mean like trying to cure homosexuality? Well, for one thing, yeah. Well, or just dismissing its existence. Right, right, or um, ignoring. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I just grabbed that as as an example. There's there's so much more to morality. Yeah. Than that, certainly. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, way to a good way, way to bum us out right before the show. <laughs> <Mara. Well, laughs> Jesus. I, I got I got another one. Uh, okay, uh, let's Oscar let's. Wilde. Yeah. Oscar Wilde, 1895. Uh -huh. He's arrested, but he's only arrested because he 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 was. Uh, uh, seeing the son of a um, nobleman of some kind, okay. Lord somebody, right? And uh, and he tried to actually things were just sitting there. But Oscar Wilde tried to sue the the Lord whoever, and uh, that's when the guy said, "Nope, not going to do that." And uh, that he didn't. I mean, Oscar Wilde uh, didn't. Uh, have the same problems as chemical castration or anything. Right. I believe he was in jail for a while. Yeah. But um, oh, this is this is so weird. I, I, do you guys know in like Ireland and parts of England and Scotland and stuff, if somebody's doing something really weird, they say, "Oh, off with the fairies." No, I didn't know fairies. that. Oh, like yeah, this is they, like a saying. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Strange. And it means it kind of means somebody's just sort of nuts. Well, here's an excuse. He's off at the ferries. In 1895, that was written in the newspaper about uh, Oscar Wilde. That he was off with the ferries? 
And that's how the word fairy got. Are you kidding me? No. Seriously? I read I have it I I read a what? book that was really the world f- the word fairy used yeah. to be I and I don't know if you guys uh, still use this no. or I mean you know or no, if it's used at all. Say. I don't mean you guys right. use this. No no no, no yeah, yeah But you know what but I mean. Like in but yeah, today's, yeah. It's like it's the, the the you know if if you're gay you're a fairy. That's that's what That was back from when I was in school and yeah. stuff too. I, and I don't know how it's traveled. Although although I mean, d- although dad always thought it was funny when uh he when he took uh, when he went to New York, and they had the T-shirts on that said Staten Island Ferry on them, oh, <laughs> and they were wearing them proudly. He would always mention oh that gosh. that was funny. Oh but, dear, okay. you know, okay. but not in a bad way. Just the fact that it's like you know, it's a Staten yeah, Island Ferry. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. two things that don't really, I guess, right, know, Staten right, Island. right. <laughs> Sorry, I brought the morality issue down. I don't know where where you how you get an uplifting sort of thing out of morality maybe i should have thought the uh, word out a little bit better i mean i feel like it's i mean too it's big. more of a learning like, thing yeah to i me. see it's kind of like all the laws and stuff right that's kind of like creating the issues it's like what grounds yeah. what moral grounds are you basing all of this on is kind of like where yeah it's yep. like you know obviously everyone's like not everyone but like a lot of people are like okay well religious standpoints yeah. that's how we got on the topic last time we were talking about religion right. yeah, yeah but like i don't know there's just so much gray like we were talking about so much gray area yes indeed you know yeah. indeed. what threshold is there that like after you reach a certain point it's like okay that's not moral anymore even if it is you know what i mean obviously there is yeah. one but it's like what dictates that for well, sure that was always the thing for like like how do you get into heaven what is the, what does the scorecard look like? What is that? Yeah. You know, how does that work? Yeah, because it sounds ridiculous. It's like there are certain people. You know, like if you live a sheltered life and don't do anything, how is that good? The Notre Dame football uh, team could probably tell you because they keep scoring with God. Okay, but they pray at the beginning of each football game. They they're all praying. Uh huh. So I, what are they praying for? Uh, that they win. Yeah, I you know. Like they're just getting points from God. That's all. Yeah. Well, I went to Catholic high school and I played varsity sports and we would pray before every game like that. And it was kind of it was kind of like that everybody's safe, that it's a fair game, that like okay. kind of like that thing. I mean, I guess kind of like help us like come together to like beat our opponent. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like, help us yeah. win. Yeah, I'm kind of like it's a little. <laughs> now looking back on it, yeah, I'm like, yeah. What yeah. were we doing? Well, if you. If you if you like say okay hope nobody gets hurt hope it's a fair game that's good yeah, yeah but I know yeah. it's always come on we're gonna <laughs> yes that was that was one of Jesus's touchdowns right there <laughs> yeah yeah yes. literal hail literal hail Mary yeah know? literally yeah. right oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah I'm trying to think of positive things if you're moral maybe you're happy yeah I don't accept. You know what that that Who's brings definition. Yeah. But then also it's like we were talking about the Euthyphro dilemma earlier is something morally good and pious because God made it that way or is it because God loves it? Like and it already was. Does that oh, oh. You, you know what I mean like there's kind of yeah. like a a standard there like okay well are you morally are you happy being moral because like you know right. you're doing the right thing or you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. because you're that's yeah. like human nature. Like you're being morally happy, like yeah. intrinsically, I guess. 
Like you're having yes. like a feeling. Yeah. And that it would be nice if uh, you were doing it intrinsically uh, and everybody was morally happy. Trouble is somebody's morals are going to bump up against somebody else's morals. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the big problem with the uh, world today. Moral friction. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like tectonic plates or something, but morals. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So very interesting. Well, okay, I'm still trying to think of something happy uh, happy about it. Well, uh, I Aesop's mean, fa- my... Aesop's fables. That's it. What? Aesop's fables. There's a moral to the story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are yeah. those are good morals there. Yeah. yeah. Aren't those? Unless you're the grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> What is, what is there's something that rhymes with morals that is a, a mushroom or something? More, yeah, <laughs> a mushroom. Is it? Is we it, just keep talking morale. Morale. That's oh what it is. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it is. I just didn't think I was. I totally forgot that existed until you brought it up right yeah. now. Actually, uh, oh my right, gosh! Right, right. Oh, right. you're you're gonna you're gonna love the word association on morals coming up when we do the show. By the way, oh, I got, oh, oh I got. yeah, you're gonna love it. It's more dad worthy humor. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I can I, get down with some, you know, dad jokes and stuff. Yeah, I'm not opposed. Yeah. You know, yeah. good, good. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and start the show then. Yeah, because so. I really don't have a question. Yeah, because everybody should have the same morals. I do, and it would everything would be fine. <laughs> right. There's there's a song by this band called the Dead Milkmen called Now Everybody's Me. <laughs> That's basically like everybody was me. It would be like so much easier for life. Like all the basketball hoops would be five foot three, all the, you know, just like all this stuff. Cause (laughs) now everybody's me. Um, Right. So anyway, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a silly punk rock song, but thank you, Nora, for this uh, warm up. Thank you. (laughs) So, so, okay. Well, anyway, you go and enjoy yourself. All right. And uh, have a Thank great you. moral discussion. Really, <laughs> really. There's yep. so much to talk about. There's yeah, there's almost too much, but yeah, I think we'll yep. we'll try and trim it as much as we can. But um, Jenna's going to bring most of the theory because that's like what she's studying. I'm taking a moral thinking class, a philosophy class, and I'm also taking a feminist philosophy class. We talk a lot about like current events. And then also, because uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, feminist philosophy, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, you think of like women and women's rights, but it's kind of like, right. obviously men have been the main um, like dictators and like what yes. is academia, like at least yes. in philosophy for a really long time. Um, yep. So it's kind of like the opposing side. So it's not just like women, it's just like also the opposing side right. to those like theories and stuff. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? I can, I wow, that is fantastic fascinating yeah so we'll have some things to talk about for sure yeah yeah i can have a discussion with you then but anyway (laughs) anyway i do want you to get on with your show okay good luck with your radio show too oh thank you i appreciate it yeah yeah i'm excited it'll be fun should be fun okay okay yeah thanks Nora. all right bye talk to you later Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Jenna. And we are the hosts of the Two Vague Podcast this week, where our word is very, very deep. Yeah, super deep dive. Super deep. 
And uh, I'm excited uh, because Jenna's on the show for, uh, what, third time? This is your uh, third time, I think? Yeah. yeah. Third, yeah. And it's kind of, uh, it kind of dovetails nicely to what we talked about, uh, or what you and Phoenix talked about on the last show with, yeah. uh, with religion. Our word this week is morality. Ooh. Yeah. But before we start, I want to say that I'm also excited because you gave me one of my favorite sayings ever now. Oh my God. Which is, only hot girls get IBS. <laughs> That's like, okay, it's pretty valid though. <laughs> okay, As someone no, that has like mild IBS, you, not going to lie. Like, sorry if this is like a little TMI yeah, for anybody to, out there. You don't need to get into that much detail. No, 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 I'm not. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I would consider myself a hot girl. Like, sorry. Okay. I'm like, I need right. like a little self-esteem booster in there somewhere. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like, it's pretty valid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would say the same about myself. I call myself a hot girl too. Oh my God. Yes. Um, noted. So when I say the word morality, I'm guessing one of the things that you think of is your schoolwork, but is there anything yeah. else that you think of? Because you're taking a couple of courses in philosophy on morality at the moment, right? Yeah, I'm taking like a moral thinking class um, okay. where we just like discuss a lot of like moral theories and like what makes like, you know, a moral theory, there's like certain components, but then like what they entail and like how people come up with like what is right and what is wrong or an action is wrong if. And then the other class I'm taking is feminist philosophy. I mean, it's not necessarily like as like explicit, like this is morality. It's more like we discuss current events, but since it's like, you know, I was talking about it earlier, like feminist philosophy, it's like men have dictated the academia for so long right. that it's kind of like, okay, it's the opposing view. So like it is feminism, you know, like the author side of things. So we just talk about like current events from that perspective. From a female perspective? Well, not even like female, but like just the other side of things. So it's kind of like we look at things from like all viewpoints kind of, and we try to be like as inclusive as possible and just like discuss like current events and like like we've been talking a lot about like the whole thing with ukraine and like right, stuff like right. that in that class which is really really cool but you know also like really insightful and like yeah you know i just don't i mean i don't understand the feminist part of it that's that's the part oh, that's that's yeah. confusing to me well, because it seems like it, if you're not talking about how the feminine point of view is or you know, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, and maybe just because I'm an old dinosaur. Maybe. <laughs> it seems that if you're talking about real world events and how, and trying to be as open-minded as possible, that's just, it's not feminism. It's just. Well, the thing is, is it's like, okay, so men obviously have dictated like what is like in politics and right, like, you right. know, academics, everything, what it is. And then the feminist viewpoint is kind of like, what is the other side of it? Like there's a duality. Right. Like it's kind of like, okay, well, like, okay, let's take this example. I can explain it better maybe. Like philosophy, right? Philosophy for a really long time was always like an objective point of view. Like when you're making a philosophical theory, you think about things objectively. Like, oh, like if you create a scenario, you're not thinking about things like, okay, well, what if I have like a family member in the scenario? You're thinking about it like, no, I'm an objective standby, like an objective viewpoint on all of it. You're trying to. Feminist, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, the feminist viewpoint of that would be like, no, but like think about it from the other perspective. Don't think about it from objective. You you know what I mean? Like objective, subjective. Like mm -hmm. there's, it's the other 
side of the coin, I guess, that like... Okay, so it doesn't matter. Gender doesn't really have a lot to do it's with that? It's just, it's not really like gender-based. It's it's a gender-based class. We can talk about like indifferences with women too. Right. But also right. that is part of like the other side of the narrative, I gotcha. guess, because, you know, women have, you know, been silenced different, and different, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like don't really have the same type of equality that men do in society. So and like... Also have very specific sort of issues uh, like... um like the right to choose, uh, yeah, the, yeah. you know, like um, abortion sort of concerns. Whereas men, it's none of their damn business, in my viewpoint. It's, yeah. It's all a woman's decision mm-hmm. um, what she does yeah. in that situation. It's like the, because obviously it's like the men are making the laws. So you're like, right, well, right now, majority. Yeah. yeah. So like you're looking at it from that other, like, okay, well, like, what would a woman say then? Right, in this sense, right. or like, what would somebody that's not a man? So, like, you know, like okay, so, a person in the LGBTQ plus community, right. you know, so what they're I mean? included like, in this. So, yeah, you, you, yeah. So, so it's, it's just the other. It's the voices of the people that are not a part of the decision making for the most part. Not I the would majority. Say. Yeah, gender or how do we say? It's the marginalized. The marginalized. Uh, yeah, of, side of the you know the debate or the decision. Like you take that into account. Personally, for me, feminist has a lot of different, whatever that means, has a lot of different definitions and stuff. Oh, but yeah. personally, I'm like, I'm a feminist because I like to think about things from the other side of like, you know, the coin or whatever. Right. I like to think about everybody when I'm making a decision that not, I'm not like cutting out men either. Right. I'm thinking about, or like, you know, the majority I'm thinking about like as a whole, like what would benefit everyone. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of like, okay, like in that sense, I'm a feminist because I like to, you know, think about everybody yeah. And like have that. I feel like that's the moral thing to do. Right. So, you know. Men who say that they're feminist. To, to me, this is one of those things where people are people. And let's celebrate yeah. their differences. Whatever their gender is, they have different issues that they deal with. Mm-hmm. Whether they're non-binary or, or whatever. So let's just respect that. And gender, although it's a part of society that we're navigating and we really need to make it more fair and more equal pay and all this stuff for women you know you just gotta i don't know i don't it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing yeah. I, it just i think when i think of feminism for some reason i think of and this is probably the time i grew up but really hyper hyper that's what a lot but i mean but like, i know you're know, saying like it's angry the, yeah like angry it's at what a lot of people patriarchy. think of or like oh we're gonna like completely like kill all men like all men should die yeah like i totally like i've heard that before and i'm sure a lot of people have and that's the thing too is it's kind of like one of those things where it is a different it is the other side of things and it is a different viewpoint so obviously people are going to think of like the most extreme because also since it is you know like you were saying like we're navigating this whole like people coming out with like their gender and like it's becoming socially acceptable like obviously you know as it should be but like right. it's very new recently so it's kind of like one of those things where people are don't know about a lot about it and mm-hmm. are ignorant about it yeah so they'll just take the most extreme viewpoint to kind of be like well i don't know why people are like that true feminist like theory or true feminism i at least in my opinion and i know it's talked about in like some articles and stuff we've read it's like it should be all inclusive right. kind of thing right. so i don't know when men say that i'm kind of like okay, yeah, maybe they're just like, we're going to think about the other side of things because that's what I'm assuming because obviously they're a man. They have to have some type of like, 
you know, psychological egoism and the whole thing. Like, right. oh yeah, like let me think about what will benefit me too. Or that doesn't make any sense. You're just doing it to like be like, oh, look at me, I'm different or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think there was a time when people would say that, you know, they would say it to try and impress people. Like men would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and no, no, yeah, I yeah. I don't yeah. want to throw the, the, the I'm a feminist kind of like trying to pick someone you know what i mean like trying to yeah. pick someone up because it's almost like tokenism yeah like oh yeah well i'm a man and i'm a feminist like uh, blah, 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 blah. like it's almost like you're kind of trying to like use well, like, it as like a yeah like i have a black friend you know it, it's eh, it, yeah that's or or something to that effect where yeah. it's like i you know just it doesn't whether or not i, I don't think that has anything to do with anything yeah. whether you're a feminist or not. Yeah. What you believe in, if you believe that all people are equal, you don't have to put a label on it. Yeah, exactly. You just believe all people are equal. It's, so so why why even label it? Well, and then, like I was telling you earlier, like if you're a human being, it's almost like you kind of have to be like, okay, well, they're another person, I'm a person, so we're sharing some type of experience. Right. So it's like if you're not thinking of people, like or trying to at least doing your best to think of people in like a, you know, all-inclusive standpoint, you're almost like denying a part of your humanity in Mm -hmm. some sense. And I feel like that that is like immoral because it's like, why, like, what is saying that like you're on this pedestal and somebody else that's also a human being is somewhere below you? Are we just going off of like social construct? Like, that's ridiculous. That's where it's like that, the whole like, you know, people are like people becoming people of doctrine for like absolutely no reason. It's like, we're being viewed as social constructs here. And it's like, what is the good in that? That doesn't do anything. It's one of those questions that we can't solve it. It's it's, it's going to be it's going to be an ongoing process. It's a long term oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I people will never agree on yeah. anything like that ever, especially with, you know, just so many, so many different people grow up in so many different economic situations. Right, right. Like everything that has to do with anything it'll stem a moral belief or it'll like right, make a right. person who they are like and what they believe obviously because they're like childhood and stuff basically you know shape what their fears their hopes their dreams yeah, their emotional exactly. the, the emotional things but those things aren't necessarily correct or true there's no there's no truth about your feelings really other than expressing yourself as accurately as you can you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like if you feel something in a situation about a person how much do you really know about that person well and how much do yeah. you really know their situation and what they've dealt with and why are you fearful you know identifying why you feel the way you do you know your perceptions about someone is based somewhere there's there's a part that's instinct based there's a part that's emotional based how you how you were brought up and whether those things are factual representations of the person that you're attributing them to is is not always true. Yeah, and I'm and a, as long as you're open to that. Yeah, and I'm a neuroscience major in my clinical science class where we like learn about diagnosing people with stuff and like, you know, mental disorders and that kind of thing. Right. We like one of the first things that we learned was like one of the textbook, like I guess I mean, obviously it's a theory or an assumption, like a rule in like science Mm -hmm. is that you can only infer on what another person is experiencing because obviously there's like confounding things that can like interrupt that, like how the person, their mental state could affect how they're portraying themselves or how they're expressing themselves. You know, there's so many different factors that go into it. We can only infer. And that's because we're all human beings. We all have some, at least one shared component 
at least a little bit. Like right. there's some shared indiv- experience. Yeah, but we're all individuals at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very, it's a simultaneous. Yeah. It's a paradox. Yeah, I was about to say it's very paradoxical. Like yeah. it just goes around and around for real. Yeah. But. Well, that's what you think of when you think of morality then? Well, yeah. But I mean, also <laughs> like, like we were talking about, like in the last time I was on, like I was raised super religious. So like right. morality has always been such like a tight, constraint on my life where it's almost like now that i'm like out of that now i feel like morality there's so much gray area right like there it it isn't like a black and white thing like different religions like say it is right i feel like for me i'm kind of right now i'm like kind of in like a egotistical phase of my life where i'm like okay well if something makes somebody happy it's not necessarily bad right you know it, obviously, there's some exceptions to the rule, as any moral theory or moral law says there's some exceptions to the rule. For the most part, I don't know. I feel like that's also me right now being like in my early 20s. Like, I don't take life that seriously, you know? Right, so it's kind of right. like, well, who knows you're exploring, what I'll... You're you're sampling. Yeah, exactly. Like, who knows what I'll evolve into in like the future. Right. That's kind of what your 20s are for is just kind of figuring stuff out. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's acceptable. So I'm yeah. like, whatever, like... Just try and be the best human you can be. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you can do. It's kind of like, I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic person in the sense that I do a good job at like understanding where people are coming from in a certain sense when someone says something to me, like being objective about it. So it's kind of like one of those things where that's like kind of like where I think a lot of the gray area has come in for me Mm -hmm. is because as I've gotten older, I feel like I can understand what people are trying to say better. Right. It's like part of being understanding. I don't know why I think of this when I think of morality. It has absolutely nothing to do with morality. But for some reason, I think of s'mores. What? Why? Smorality. Oh, my God. That is, I mean, yeah. Uh, I see it. Uh, okay. Okay. It's a word. Asso- it's more of a word association sort yeah. of weird thing. It's not really like it has nothing to do with morality. Yeah. It's like the, not the definition. We're just looking at the actual construct of the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. The physical. Yeah. The, the letters. So I got a little bit of information on the origin of s'mores. <laughs> All right. I will. I'm down. And then we can go to more serious things. Yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, but uh, s'more is a is a contraction of the word some more. I did, totally didn't know that before. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah, did didn't so. we all know that? I think we did. It appeared in cookbooks in the early 20s. So s'mores oh, didn't wow. exist before the 20s. Mostly U.S. and Canada described as a graham cracker sandwich with the best ingredients ever, marshmallows and chocolate in the middle. Yeah, in the 1920s, so that's where we started using the word s'mores, and they started becoming more popular, and that's when it took off well, 20s, in the 20s. The 20s had a lot of what, like, wasn't it like the, the refrigerator, the vacuum cleaner, the s'more, like so <laughs> many things are just yeah, they're cool. industrial I, revolution, yeah, you know. Yeah, the s'more. Yeah. I think that's a more important one. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever uh, do s'mores? Like, uh, you know, go camping and then oh, hell yeah. put the marshmallow on the stick and yeah. Then yeah, 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 toast yeah. it over the fire? I was in Girl Scouts for oh, like okay. two, three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was yeah. a little while. I was like a brownie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was a time. We like to do a big <laughs> camp out. Because like, I did it like with my school. We okay. do a big camp out on like the school lawn. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember we would like bring a little fire pit and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I mean, I feel like that's like kind of a rite of passage and like before you turn 25, I feel like everyone maybe has had a s'more like once. Yeah, they must. Yeah, like they must. A, Like know. a legitimate like. I don't think I've ever met anyone that hasn't had one. Yeah. But also, I don't know. That could just be like context of like people i've like grown up with and like met here yeah yeah so yeah yeah you know. not to get you know we don't have to get overly philosophical at about least it. everybody in the u.s yeah for sure and canada oh yeah yeah, yeah apparently yeah, it's yeah. a canada thing too i see that yeah yeah s'mores pop tarts an abomination i tell you i kind of like them is do that you like a, yeah am i yeah. like I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> is not, that I'm, immoral <laughs> no i'm not i'm not judging you i just <laughs> no. i just think that you know it, it's I had a thing with a particular coffee shop, which you may be familiar with. Yes, uh, One of the things that I, they have, yeah, they can't I know, say. I know what you're talking about. What? Was it a certain drink that had s'mores? No, 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 no. Okay. I was going to talk about the Marshmallow Dream Bar. Oh, maybe that Marshmallow um, thought. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's like a trademark thing. Oh yeah, it is. That's they can't call it. They can't call it a Rice Krispie treat. They no, no, no. But like Marshmallow Dream Bar is that trademarked? Uh, I don't know. It must be. I know. I mean, maybe like, I shouldn't no, say. No, but I remember. Dream. I yeah. remember those. What is it? Yeah, we'll it's just, just it. it's just a Rice Krispie treat. It's just yeah. what they call a Rice yeah. Krispie treat, right? Yeah. But it's a Marshmallow Dream Bar. Very simple marshmallows and you know and, and dreams dr- and, and dreams <laughs> dreams <laughs> and and yeah. you know the the rice krispies yeah, things yeah, right yeah. but one year they decided they were going to put chocolate ganache on it and i got so angry Ooh. because it's like how do you ruin a classic no that's you so just strange. smother it in chocolate that's what you, you just why why would you do that? Also, like, wouldn't that, I don't know, Arizona, check. I, every time they put chocolate like that on something, oh, like, yeah, it's it just, just going to melt. Yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly. That is disappointing. I don't like that. No, it's it was it was not good, yeah. and I had a rant. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, too, honestly. I'd be like, why? Like, you know what else I feel is unnecessary? We're going, to, we're going on a crazy tangent. A pennies? Pen- so we're talking about Canada. Canada has no pennies. Right. Why do we have pennies here? I did a whole paper on it my freshman year of college. Literally why pennies should not exist. Abe Lincoln can kick it. I don't care. I was like, or actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I, you know, king. Well, no, no. I mean, but like as- He's still, as, got, he's still got the five. Well, yeah, exactly. But know? as a penny, I don't like him. I don't care for him in that form. <laughs> in I'm like, copper form. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, any other form, you're a great person, great 16th president, love you, amazing. But as a penny, it's so unnecessary that I just don't, like Canada literally just rounds up or rounds down. Oh my God, it's just, uh, that's another thing that I'm like, I could, ri- that's the unnecessary thing that I will like literally rant about forever is that mm. pennies shouldn't exist. It's mm. so ridiculous. There used to be Canadian pennies. Oh yeah, I'm sure they would always yeah. get mixed up with the American pennies, and they were always a different size. And people would like uh, you take them to the bank, and they go, "You can't, you can't cash this in. It's a Canadian penny." In high school, I went to British Columbia for like uh-huh. a month or whatever, a couple times, like summer or whatever, and right. I got a bunch of uh, their loonies, like right? The dollar, right, yeah. the one, yeah, yeah, and then the Canadian quarters and stuff, yeah. And I would, I have like a bunch left, and I just, I used them all. No one ever told me anything. And I used that. I was like, ha, 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 ha. I like, I'm like getting rid of all my money that I like didn't need or whatever. And, right. Cause I was like, I was like, when am I going to go back to Canada in the foreseeable future? Right. I was like, I might as well just. It's so much easier now with bank cards. And I know my bank, whenever I go, you know, I've got a debit card. Mm-hmm. 
and it'll make the conversion for me. I don't have to. I don't have to do any converting. I don't have to actually get cash if I if I don't want to. I yeah. can just you know. I usually do just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's like you know, it all it all transpires electronically, so I don't have to worry about conversion rates or anything like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I do remember, and this is it's too much of a tangent, and I'm probably going <laughs> to cut this out. But when I was in Canada. An interesting thing about strip clubs there, oh as, it to, as it relates to as it relates to loonies, yes, as it related. Yeah, I was like, they to have loonies. to use loonies. Yeah, exactly. They use loonies, and then there's a two dollar version, which they call toonies. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there's yeah. you know the, yeah. the loonies and the toonies, mm-hmm. and that's usually what they they throw at people. Yeah, basically, <laughs> oh my it's it's God. like it's not like you you tuck a, a dollar bill underneath yeah. your belt or whatever. It is you just toss these things in. You know, at the woman or in a in like a pit around where she's dancing or whatever, and then in between the dancers, this guy has this mechanism that is like a rope. Um, what? And he's it's got like- a rope and it's got a magnet on it. And oh he just, my god! And he just sweeps up all the you know, it attracts all the loonies and toonies, and then he puts them in a bucket for her, and then just you know does that, that all over the thing, and that's how they do it. That is, I am Very glad weird. that I know that. <laughs> I mean, I Are use, you <laughs> I mean, I use like the pay per showers when I was in Canada because we like camped basically the whole time we were there. It was like a slot in the wall. You just put the loony in. Right. And it was like, that's just how you pay for your shower for real. Right. So, right. I mean, they, they use loonies for everything. It's kind of great. Yeah. 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 It's just an interesting, it was just an interesting thing that I, that uh, I experienced while I was there. I was like, that doesn't make sense that throwing is, coins at people. That like, is, yeah. That is really odd. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But at least they, you know, ingenuity, the guy doesn't have to lean over and, you know, there's no sort of weird mechanism. He just got that magnet thing. Yeah. How do they come up with that? That's the most like base shit. Like, oh, we'll just take a rope and put a magnet on it. And then that's how we're going to scoop it up. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess. And it's like, it's fancy because what they do is it's got something that you engage and disengage. Yeah. 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 So you you do all the things and then you put it in whatever the bucket is. The nudie bucket. I don't know what <laughs> you would call that bucket. Um, <laughs> the nudie bucket. You you know you release all the coins and then you know then you just hand. Boy, that's just got to be tough going home with a whole bunch of. That would that would be so heavy. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Do you have do you bring? Like, I think that they must they must convert it to them. No, they have to. There's yeah, no way. There's no way. That there's no way. That would literally be like agonizing. Yeah. Like yeah. you like off like a however long shift and you got to carry home like a bucket full of metal. Yeah, <laughs> carrying home a, a a stack of you know like even stack of ones and fives. You know that's fine. Yeah, well but, I mean it's but weightless. a whole handful. Yeah, a whole handful of no loonies and toonies. I mean, no. geez, that's nuts. But anyway, I love um, that we just talked about that. That was awesome. Yeah, what is what is the morality of that? Oh, I was literally having like a discussion with my friend about whether strip clubs and like prostitution is like moral or not oh okay like, yeah we no, discussing, this is interesting yeah, now that like i mean that's the segue i guess <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like i guess if we could keep it in like segue we were discussing because we were just discussing if because okay i had my freshman year i had a professor she was like a head of a philosophy department okay the university of san diego and she was basically her whole well not her whole thesis but like a big part of like a lot of the books she wrote was on prostitution mm-hmm. and whether it is feminist or like whether it is like you know, like just debating about like how it isn't a feminist, like, because I feel like people today have the conception like, oh, well, 
you know, if you're a stripper, like you're using your body in a way that you're you want and it's like empowering to the woman. But her whole thing, my professor was that like that is perpetuating like, right. you know, what first off like rape culture yeah. and like just like a lot of stigma on sexualizing women mm-hmm. and it's basically it's just perpetuating all of it and she had a lot she had her critics and stuff obviously that's kind of the same thing with all these uh what is it uh the only fans stuff that people are doing yeah these days yeah. it's it's like that's a new wrinkle in the whole perpetuating the yeah. sexualizing women i mean um the culture says that that's wrong but then you know these these people with their only fans make shit loads of money they it's crazy yeah. i mean that's the thing is I don't know. It, it's and, it's and very interesting. Is it moral or ethical? I guess. What, what You know what? I was going to ask you what's the difference between those things. And before we get into the whole prostitution and what is it, what's empowering about yeah. it, what isn't. I feel like ethics, it's kind of like more practical. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at things that you're, you have the intent on ethics that you're going to make principles off of it. Right. Like it's not, it's more objective. The American Medical Association like has their code book of ethics. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of like It's more of a formalized thing. Yeah, like it's kind of like you're looking at things from what will I don't want to say like benefit the collective, but you're looking the at the greater it, good. Yeah, or like you have to think about like a broader audience versus morality can completely be an objective like I have my own morals like or I base my morals off of my religion or you know what I mean? It's more personal. That's like what I kind of think. Yeah. Like when I think of the two, just from like classes I've taken in college and stuff. What a definition that I read says is involves uh, systematizing. For ethic. That's ethics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Systematizing, defending, and recommending concepts of right and wrong behavior. See, it's it's made for, like it's going to have a purpose. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about that when you're making the decision versus morality. It's kind of like. You're not thinking about like making a set rule off of it. Like this isn't going to be a law that like is going to affect millions of people. It can be a personal thing. Yeah, that's interesting. So you you talk a lot about uh, these types of things in your. Um, have you talked about this in your feminist uh, your feminism the, the the whole? I don't know what the correct word is these days. You know, it, it's it's. I, I think prostitute is people say that's demeaning. You could also sex say worker, like, yeah, like sex worker or like courtesan or what. I don't know what service and sex worker industry that's possibly the right way to put it do you know i don't know like a correct i just say sex worker because it's gender neutral exactly so that's kind of what i would say also because it is a line of work that is centered around sexual activity right so that's kind of like what i would say back in the older days when people were men and they were prostitutes, they had to say male prostitute. It doesn't make any sense. I do understand that it is kind of demeaning and it's, it is perpetuating a, sort of a, a culture that treats women differently or sexualizes. Yeah. But at the same time, using sex to make money, using that, how is that, is that a moral thing? I don't think so. It can get confusing or yeah. get, it can get very... It's um, a disorienting because it is like, okay, well, this is the thing that my professor, when I took her class, was one of her main points is, don't quote me on this, but like she was basically saying that statistically, women that are involved in sex work, um, a lot of the times they were sexually assaulted at a young age or like mm-hmm. in a, sometimes people that were like human trafficked right. will 
like you know get out of that and then they'll go back into sex work like if they were really young when they were like human traffic she was basically saying that women that have a lot of the time grown up in those environments where they were over sexualized at a young age will go back into that work and then it makes it harmful because it makes women then to a certain point feel like that they don't have any meaning outside of what their body can do that was like one of i want to say one of her like points in her thesis yeah uh, or like in one of her books that we did read and then also like porn was like another thing of like yeah of like how the porn industry like just treats women and stuff that was like one of her things too the safety measures and stuff and like those kinds of things that are taken right it's just like not a good that was her thing but Hmm. i don't know i feel like it's really interesting because like i understand both perspectives like where people are coming from Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's kind of like, like, I feel like when you're making that decision, it's kind of like where you are on that side of the argument, yeah. if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, people can do what they want to do and like feelings are valid, obviously, right. Right. but it's kind of like, it is like a, like a, there's context. I feel like yeah. that when people are. It's not every situation is exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like they're the gray area, the gray yeah. area. <laughs> and if you want to justify it to yourself, you're going to do that. Whether or not it's the right thing to do, you can justify it by saying, oh, I am doing this. So therefore it's helping people who have hangups about whatever, or it's, yeah. it's therapeutic in certain situations, or it's getting people more comfortable with having sex or, yeah. you know, like there, there are things you can say to kind of justify it but that's where this whole idea of morality and ethical behavior it's all so yeah subjective i mean we did talk about ethics in my feminist philosophy we talked about like ethics of care okay which is something nell noddings is the author that she wrote that i think she was the first person to come up with that it's just kind of like when we make decisions we think about things with regard to care to everybody which again it's feminist like that viewpoint we think about people that aren't being thought of right so like what you know we're thinking about like we were talking about the whole thing like right now the invasion of ukraine right now we talked we spent a whole class period on it and everyone was just bringing up i mean if we're thinking about it like ethics of care like we're caring for everyone like refugees right now right i mean like refugees have been a thing like for forever obviously people of color as refugees have been treated differently than white refugees. Right. And like, that's like something that we were talking about and like injustice there and like the double standard, especially right now with like how many people are fleeing, obviously like fleeing, fleeing Ukraine because of this, you know, it's just like disheartening and it's like kind of upsetting, but also like, you know, we want to welcome everybody. So it's like, you know, we want to welcome everybody. It seems except anyone who seems to cross our Southern border, then it's a problem for some reason. It's a very strange double standard. Well, and we were talking about like that in itself proves like people choose what they want to care for, obviously. And it's kind of like, okay, well, if we're thinking about like ethically and morally, even with any unconscious bias you have, you have to like acknowledge that you have that. And then like, you know, because everybody has some type of like unconscious bias just because society is so like like set up like systemically like against people of color and women in the lgbtq plus community and everything so you have to like acknowledge that and then like make decisions you know thinking about like everyone you know what i mean i just think you know whether it's unconscious or not 
I, I don't think that's that's the point, right? Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's bias is bias. No, yeah. And and I think in general it's bad, but but where do you say one thing is more problematic than another? Yeah. This is a ridiculous sort of thing, but you know, if if uh, a guy is getting their basketball team together and right, and you got your pick of guys, the black guy is going to go. Why? I don't think that's a subconscious, unconscious bias thing. That's yeah. something where we see it in media. Therefore, we associate the ethnic background and makeup and sports is a little slanted. So what does that mean? Calling it unconscious bias and not saying just acknowledge it. No, yeah, for, for sure. You yeah, know, that, that's that, that's the thing I don't like. It's like blame it on unconscious bias. Well, yeah. Well, and but that's but that's not something you can go back and change. No, right? yeah, for sure. And the thing is, is we just we talk about it also in the sense that obviously it's like everyone has some level of it. Right. Just I mean, obviously it's well, yeah. like yeah, that we're and all... then also like within women, it's like like women in the workplace. Women in the workplace, it's like can get like imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where it's like oh well like you basically tell yourself that you don't deserve it because of like the internalized misogyny that like as a woman, you know, you're already like not going to get like, you know, as much as a man is going to get. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, no, I won't try out for that. I won't get it. Or no, I don't deserve that. Oh, I got the job. No, but that, that they made a mistake. Oh, they're promoting me. Oh, wait, that's they, there's no way. Like, you know what I mean? Like you almost don't give yourself any credit because of the way that things have been set up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously well, the, that's... There's also media in, yeah. the, in that whole thing. Movies, right? Mm-hmm. You get the... What is the test called? With okay. with the women in, in film and which ones are not... The Bechdel test? Bechdel. Uh, a measure of the representation of women in fiction. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. The requirement that the two women must be named is sometimes added. The Bechdel test. And I think... You know, looking at Disney, right? Um, looking at things like, you know, you've got princesses and we're kind of reinforcing what our ideas of masculinity and femininity are through art. But it's, is that, is that just the way we grow as humans? Because we, we're doing things, we realize it's wrong, and then we change that behavior you know, going forward or, mm. you know, or you say, well, back in the day, we didn't think that was a big deal, but, but I mean, it's not back in the day, so it shouldn't be the same. It's a current time. It's, it's like those things like morality and ethics, are they fluid? Are they, do they change over, over time or yeah. are they the same? Like yeah. what is, what is good and what is bad? with like masculinity and femininity and that in terms of like it's an evolving idea because i feel that people are coming to the terms with like it's a social construct and it's kind of like i don't want to say like distrust of like the government or like you know like like social rules right like social norms it's becoming more acceptable because people are like okay well i'm a person i'm there's a distance between being a person and like an institution that's like mm-hmm. making rules. I feel like people are getting better at like discerning that there is a disconnect. They're, they're not connected. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like there yeah. shouldn't be like, oh, well, the government says this and then that defines you as a person. Right. Or like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what you're viewed as and that somehow dictates a part of your personality or like who you are. I feel like people are starting to 
obviously come out more with the fact that there is a diff a distance from that. I'm sorry if I'm explaining that like choppy or whatever, no, no, but like, you no, know what I mean though. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get where you're going at. Yeah. yeah get but, where you're going. Yeah. But I get what you're saying though. Like, is there like an underlying moral tone to all this and it's always shifting right. as humanity progresses right. or like, you know, has it always been like one flat, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I the thing is, is it's kind of so, like, so like the, 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 the multimillionaire who makes all his, his money in oil and donates all of his proceeds to something. What, what is, you know, it's like, yeah, is that, you know, it's oil. It's you're, you're ridding the earth of, you're putting pollutants and you're doing yeah. all these evil also, sort of things. Also, how many things. people are you exploiting to get the oil? Right. Like right. at a certain we're extent even, too. Yeah, we're not even going <laughs> to, to that. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. like from a planetary standpoint, yeah. right? What are you doing? You're just making lots of money. And if you give that money to donate it to charities or whatever, that doesn't make you, that doesn't, you know what I mean? That doesn't that yeah, doesn't, it doesn't make up like for a tone for yeah how the, what you've done to the planet yeah in that sense and and isn't that isn't that sort of the way that people think about people once you make a mistake it's very hard and, and you know whether or not it's justified it's very hard to come back from from a mistake you make a bad mistake something morally. Maybe morally wrong. I mean, I don't know. Well, also, it's like, what? how severe is the mistake? Right. That's what I'm saying, is it's kind of like... There is gray. Like, even, like, the amount of people that are incarcerated for, like, possession of marijuana and, like, that kind of thing. Like, and then... The racial inequality. Yeah, and the racial inequality in prisons, too. Of the prison system. Yeah, exactly. Is horrible. I almost swore, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's what... It's kind of like, okay, well, what are we doing? And, you know, that sense, it's like... Are we, and that's the thing, I think why in my class we're learning so many, obviously there's so many different moral theories because there's so many standpoints that you make moral decisions from, Okay. you know, whether, you know, it's like you're thinking about like the, okay, with like the oil, you're thinking about it from like a morally sound position. If you're thinking about the planet is you can't fix what you've done to the planet with donating the money right. versus like the people that you're exploiting. Right. You think about it from the people you're exploiting or you think about it from the planet. You know what I mean? Like right, there's so right. many different standpoints that you can come from oh, on yeah. that. So, so just, it's like, yeah, it's just, it, it, but it's one of those scenarios. This is all scenario stuff. Well, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is I don't think there can be one like set ever like a black and white moral standpoint on anything right. because there's so many, if you're thinking about it, like I guess empathetically, like you're putting yourself in the other side's shoes it's kind of like you can't because even if the other person that made, let's say the mistake is, you know, I guess like objectively wrong, they could be doing it for a reason that in their mind is morally sound. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even though they've committed like, you know, yeah, I guess a wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of like, at what point do you go from this? Like there's so many. Yeah. Like it's why it's just like, it's such a paradox. It's yeah. Crazy. It's, it, well, it, and it's, it's things you can, you know, you can argue the morality of things back and forth or yeah. argue the ethics. It's very complicated, right? <laughs> yeah. And we talked a little bit about, <laughs> about role-playing games and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we did. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Okay. No, but I really want to. Oh, so okay. yeah, I would totally like my friend from back in California. He was like, Oh my God, I was in town and he wanted to play, but I ended up not being able to just cause of like people and like, you know, you need a certain amount. And, right. Like, that right. whole thing. 
but yeah, like I know I have friends that play it. I know a little teeny bit about it. Um, I don't know like too, too much. Right. From a player standpoint, you're role playing. You're, oh, yeah. You're playing the role of whatever th- this thing you created. Yeah. And it's fun because it's a fantasy thing. It's not a game like a video game, but it is a game more, you're more like acting. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're putting your mind in the, in the body and of a different of a different yeah being you have a different right? person than yeah. you yeah you want to be an elf you want to be a dwarf you <laughs> want to be a halfling yeah. whatever mm-hmm. my experience with dungeons and dragons goes back to the 80s and i i did play a little bit in high school and there was a kid that i would play with that i would ride my bike all the way out to huntley illinois which is i don't know how long away it was but it was it was quite a it was quite a bike ride and we would play with a bunch of people and it was it was fun, but it's in order to have fun, you have to have a good dungeon master. The person who mm-hmm. sets it up really has to like know what they're doing. Well, in a yeah. sense, um, know what they're doing, and then also have a passion there for the story. Because you you set things up, you kind of lay out, you know, whatever the the scenario is, and you're at the mercy of your players making decisions that you can't accurately predict, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You sort of know the characters, the way they've been designed, but you don't know what... Is the actions that are going to take place. Exactly, what people are going to think You got to roll with it, be on your feet. Yeah, yeah. you got to think on your toes. And not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. And then also, it's like, that is an enjoyable experience, but you also have to be comfortable as a dungeon master with some of this stuff that you design is not going to be used and if it doesn't get used, you can't be angry about it because. Well, yeah, it's like you don't know what's going to happen, though. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, exactly. like who knows if that'll even come up. And you also need good team members. You you got to play it. You got to play Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of people that you get along with and have fun with and are creative with. Because if you don't, a lot of times it's just not fun. If if you've got one group of or one person who always takes the lead or tries to lead the group or whatever. It's like improv. I'm, yeah. I'm oh getting, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's like, it's you need very a good, improv. you need a good, like a good balance, a good group. You got to yeah. have people feed off each other. Good. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you do improv? Have you ever done improv? Um, no, I did do like musical theater, like as a little kid for like three years. And we did like some improv stuff. Yeah. Like just cause and like exercises or whatever. But like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just kind of like uh, you just think of it as imagination is, is yeah, all it is yeah. and, and, and just like roll punches and like yeah, yeah that whole thing. But, but it's like normal conversation, but it's like you're trying to put yourself in a in a situation and where respond. you're not yourself necessarily. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that's also that's also role playing. And and one of the things they have in Dungeons and Dragons specifically is um is your alignment. Mm-hmm. And your alignment is a categorization of moral and ethical perspective of your player which basically gives the dungeon master an idea of what your motivations are generally Mm -hmm. and also sometimes depending on the dungeon master they will say you're not acting like you've got your character set up you know it's like your your alignment is this so you want to try and stay as true as possible because sometimes the dungeon master may give you shit if you give someone a flower and you normally wouldn't give them a flower or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's something silly. Anyway, the way they've got those organized is on a grid and there's so there are nine different categorizations. Oh wow. 
So the two axes for the alignments, there's lawful and chaotic, which are rules-oriented, whether you obey the rules or don't obey the rules, yeah. right? Yeah, And then the other side of it is good and evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is your, your motives. Are they for yourself, your own gain, or for everyone else's benefit yeah. generally? Like your motives, right? Yeah. In the middle of those, there's there's neutral. Mm-hmm. So you like if you do that across the top and the bottom, you've got nine different sub genres of yeah. of your your alignment. And I think a lot of video games generally try and attack the morality problem in storytelling by putting things on a very black or white spectrum. Yeah, which I think is problematic. Well, that's not like real life. I don't know. I feel like video games, it's like it creates expectations. Mm -hmm. If you like, I don't know, if you play a lot of video games, it's like, you know, and then everything in the video game is black and white. It's like, and especially if you like you're young, like if you're like a kid Mm -hmm. or like a young teenager. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like that, that could be problematic for sure. What about your thoughts on speaking of? morals and ethics uh grand theft auto right the, the big the big thing about grand theft auto yeah. a lot of times was you were doing all these things to fulfill some sort of i don't know if it was a fantasy or you were it's just acting. like okay as someone that played grand theft auto a lot when they were like 13 mm-hmm. it's just fun like it's so like the thing though is like obviously as somebody i feel like growing up religious i had like a very like I've always been like I guess like I guess in like the eyes of if we're looking at the stance of like a Catholic stance I tried to be like very moral person mm-hmm. and I never really did anything super crazy when I was like that age right already so right. I wasn't really impressionable when it came to stuff like Grand Theft Auto I was just like oh this is just like a fun thing whatever I like was able to make that distinction right but like it's just fun to like do stuff that you could never do ever like you know what i mean like drive like all messed up and like you know like i don't know also there's like stuff where like you can just like swim and like you know like do weird crap right that like you would never ever do right but it's there there are things like intentionally shooting oh yeah people or beating up people or doing things that are morally and ethically you know not allowed yeah but it's i mean it's not to fill that it's not to fill that void. It's just because it's an option. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is it just an option? Or does this impact the way people see the world? I feel like also that is a thing that comes with how much you play it. Like like things like that, I guess, in my opinion, are better in smaller you know, doses. It's like obviously, it's like if a young person that's like, like I don't know, like young person as in like a child mm-hmm. is playing Grand Theft Auto like all day every day for like however long obviously it's going to warp some type of worldview right like while your brain is developing and that's what you're intaking and like you know i I mean we can look at stuff like call of duty too then right it's like there are soldiers that go into battle every day and like kill people Mm -hmm. and then obviously as somebody that's like a neuroscience major stuff like ptsd that like a lot of veterans are struggling with it's very serious but it's almost desensitized. And then I, I'm kind of like, Grand Theft Auto, it's like, 
I feel like Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion, it's almost so preposterous yeah. that like to me, I'm like, bruh, like no way. Yeah. Like, you know, but like stuff like Call of Duty, that's like more serious to me yeah. because that's like somebody's like actual real life. First, I guess Grand Theft Auto, like since it is like I whenever I played it, it was always like a gang member. Right. Which, again, that is also very desensitized yeah. Um, in today's, you know, but maybe it's I mean, yeah, maybe because of things like Grand Theft Auto. I think making the distinction between a story that you're telling about a character and how you play that character, if it is a role-playing game, truly a role-playing game where you make the decisions and you're not following a path that everyone else is, right, as far as going on missions, Mm -hmm. then it turns into, like, what are the consequences for the choices you make throughout the game? But not a lot of people do that. They kind of have these dynamics that are skirting well I, they're kind of flirting with what it what morality is yeah. um, by making good or bad decisions decisions that are either good or evil like I, I think of a couple games like if you make a decision like one decision is good and one decision is evil but you correct. don't necessarily know which is which so when you're picking it it's kind of like well, or you do know. You, you well, I mean, you'd like to think people know that yeah. raping the prostitute is the, oh, is the bad well, thing, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and letting the prostitute go is, or I don't want to say prostitute, but right, it, yeah, it's like I get what you're saying. Do, like in doing, the context of Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, in the in the context yeah. of that, but but I mean, there are in games like there's um, there's a game Dante's Inferno, which came out by Visceral Games. Who came out with a really awesome aliens kind of game called Dead Space? Uh, that franchise died with Visceral Games when they died, which is unfortunate. Um, but anyway, you make decisions in that, and then these morality mechanics where you can either let someone live or decapitate them. In in a way, what it does is it determines the end of the story, like okay. how evil or how good you are. Um, and there are a lot of examples of that. Mass Effect, the franchise of Mass Effect, anything having to do with Bioware, they do things where you're either a paragon or a renegade. Mm-hmm. It's black or white, whether yeah. whether or not you, and it's not like good or evil, it's whether or not you do things against the grain or you do things that are lawful. It's I think it's more of a lawful chaotic sort of thing as yeah. opposed to, a good versus evil. Yeah. The way you attack these problems. Well, yeah. And like going back to what we were saying about like, I, cause I, sorry, that just like rung a bell, like about like this whole, like, um, you know, like people coming out with like their gender and it being more socially acceptable. And like mm-hmm. as a society, we're progressing like positively. It's like back in, I don't know, like 60 years ago, like Nora was saying with those people that committed suicide because yeah. they're homosexual and it was right. like, you know, outlawed. It's like, now I feel like this whole lawful and chaotic, chaotic since people didn't know about it or weren't educated, were ignorant about like that perspective. Right. Immediately was like, oh no, it's bad. Like yeah. and immediately put it on like the evil side because you know what I mean. Yeah. Like society was defined as okay, well, lawful obviously is like you know good. Anything outside of that grain is a no. Yeah. You know, and then put into context like stuff like religion and like that whole thing too. It. Here's here's the other thing too. If that didn't happen, or it wasn't even publicized or whatever, would it be different? Like if if mm-hmm. if there wasn't you know if it wasn't um, if you have twenty five 
different people, not as a group doing it together, where it was like all these people. Like a ma- it wasn't a mass suicide, yeah, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just individual suicides not being talked about. I mean, well, yeah. w- would yeah. would the, the conversation about, you know, how you feel as a human being and what you feel about the opposite sex or the same sex and, and what that means to you, would that conversation be different if things like that didn't happen? It's a horrible thing to happen, yeah, but I'd like to think we'd be talking about things like that if we didn't go through that. But, you know, sometimes it takes a really shitty thing to start having the conversation. It's as a part, a person in the LGBTQ plus community, I'm just kind of like, it's really upsetting and disappointing, right. obviously, that people even had to go through that yeah. and feel that pain. And I feel lucky that I'm like in a world where it is more so- socially acceptable. Like even yeah. if where I'm from doesn't necessarily like accept me and who I am, it's like, I know there are people out there that will. Right. Right. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And maybe that, that obviously like the intention in that awful, awful thing that happened, yeah. you know, was to bring awareness about it. So these are my uh, kind of beefs with video game dynamics okay. as far as good decisions versus bad decisions, moral decisions versus immoral decisions. There was a game Fallout 3 where it was you had, you know, decisions that you had to make about certain situations, some of which would make you a good person, a positive or yeah. evil. Yeah. Um, based on how you handled those situations. One of the situations I was put into was one where you go to um, a slave labor camp and there's a guy who's got a slave and they're telling you that you have to go somewhere to do something and bring back these slaves or whatever to their camp. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, you know, that's, that's the, the scenario, scenario yeah. right? And you're going out. So you can either just tell him to, you know, screw himself or, you know, kill you, the guy. Okay. Yeah. Or you can do some combination of taking the slaves back, but then killing the guy or like, you know, do all these different things. And one of yeah. the, one of the slaves that's one of his slaves, a slave girl, becomes your friend after you rescue her which seems very strange to me but i put her in a suit of power armor and then she would mow people down with the with a big gatling gun that she had so she was fine she kept on complaining that she didn't have a big enough gun but it was like dude you've got the biggest gun in the game all right so eh. yeah you know it, silly things that don't really impact the, yeah. the 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 story right yeah and and some things where it's it impacts the story, but it's either a good ending or a bad ending or a sequence of endings that you, you know, by doing, making these choices throughout the game, whether or not it's moral or not, will yield certain endings. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that is necessarily the the point. I mean, I want to be, I've discussed many times on the show, I want to be told a story. I want to yeah. be, I want to, you know, if I'm reading a book about, a good book about a character or a group of characters. I want that to take me places and make me think about things that I wouldn't normally. I want to go on that journey. And whether or not you're making moral or ethical decisions as a part of that as a character, I don't think that's necessarily, it's not the point you're telling the story, right? Yeah. 
I get what you're saying. You want to make good moral decisions. If you have the option to, yeah, but it's, you're telling a story, but you're also killing <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of people. What does that mean? That's yeah. not very ethical or, or, or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. part of, you know, like you're, you're playing a game, you're beating yeah. up people, you're beating up beings, you're killing beings. It's a weird sort of thing. And I try not to think about it more than it's a story that I'm being yeah. told. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like when it's like the video game ends and it either has a positive ending, like a super positive, it's like the two extremes, you know? Right. I feel like that's like part of the appeal though because that's like not how real life is at all. Right. So It's, it's a like, fantasy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so a fairy tale. It's like that's, it's maybe that's like what is part of the, you know, with stories, like the yeah. whole appeal to those type of things because it's not how life works. Yeah. But then on the other side, it creates these like, false ideas about what life is really about right or unrealistic expectations yeah exactly like any nothing ever has either a completely positive or completely negative i mean i'm like there could be some things that are like completely negative but even then like somebody's always going to benefit you know right like from certain things happening but i mean there's a personal benefit and then there's you know if you're doing it for yourself is that what is that motivation yeah Where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. One other game I want to say before we close out the show really quick is this game called Detroit Become Human. And Detroit Become Human by Quantic Dream came out in 2018. It was a game that where it was, speaking of uh, touring, which we also talked about with Nora, the touring test as far as how you determine uh, whether an AI is sentient or to what extent right okay. there. And so th- in this game, we've got a story of um, these basically robot servants that are, that are basically, you know, robots that are designed and go through life doing their job or, you know, it's, it's basically robots developing their AI to a point where they're becoming human. Okay. And what happens along the way is you've got different decisions that can end the story for, you've got three different characters that you play as throughout it. So the whole thing is a big choose your own adventure. You're, you're doing Mm -hmm. things like looking, trying to determine what, what's happening. Like there's a scene where you're a, a, one of the androids that is a police android Mm-hmm. And you are targeted with determining whether or not these um, androids are corrupted, okay, be- by the fact that they they feel like they're human and they live. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a moral and ethical sort of thing there, and then also like all these games from Quantic Dream have these kind of questions about how you as a character respond. And I think when I think of games that do it right as far as that's concerned as far as the moral and ethical things it's it's you know it's games like that that they tell an interesting story but the one the the problem with that is i don't want to play through it and have like fifteen thousand endings yeah yeah because that's you know that's generally where it is and they've got a cool in in detroit become human they've got an interesting flow chart so if you like don't accomplish certain tasks okay after the fact it'll tell you you know, you can play through the chapter again and get mm-hmm. all the endings that you, oh, that you okay. want. So you can actually go through and yeah. kind of pl- 
play all like the see endings. everything. Yeah, yeah. But I just played it once and it was like, okay, well, you know. Yeah. One of my androids <laughs> tried to escape to Canada and she got killed with her with her child because oh my she gosh. was yeah, because there was some robot revolution that occurred and there was a big It's like, you know, it's a it's a big dramatic story. Yeah. But a lot of kind of moral and ethical questions about artificial intelligence and when that becomes when do they become a human yeah which is interesting but that's, also yeah, that complex is, that is another can of worms that's another can of worms <laughs> let's wrap this up by saying do you have anything else about morality that you want to talk about like uh, morality or s'mores even um i just probably that i'm just like a s'mores advocate i don't know like, yeah as i feel like a lot of the general population. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then also, you know, morality's a paradox. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. As like literally what we talked about last time is also a paradox, like religion and everything. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like when anything is in anything in humanity, when it's like at least somewhat subjective, it's like there's always gonna be another side of the story. Right. And therefore it makes a paradox. Yeah. But so, it's a navigation. It's it's how you live oh, life. Oh well yeah. Think, right? And then like, you know, society just will continue to evolve. Yeah. And we'll continue to understand people more. Hopefully. You know, and be Hopefully. more inclusive. Well, I'm saying that we will because I'm like, let's manifest it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that like, you no, know, I, I yeah, totally yeah. agree with you. That like, you know, we continue right. the track we're on, you yeah. know, because yeah. everyone deserves it for real. I tend to agree with that as well. But I also have seen shifts where, I mean, where I thought things were were going in the right direction, but then yeah the, it was it was made very obvious but let's not even talk about that let's <laughs> let's let's end this on a happy note all right <laughs> um i have a story we also talked about morals as in like the moral of the story oh yeah there is did. a a quote from a movie called blue thunder which came out i think in 19 in the 1980s about a a really advanced helicopter that was put out by a military company that was going to be used for urban pacification. And it was very high tech and it can do all oh. sorts of recording and things, but okay. it was a police helicopter. Yeah. The LA police were, you know, trying to do it, trying to use it. And they mm-hmm. basically, they record something they shouldn't have with, you know, people die and stuff. But anyway, yeah. there was a line in it that I'm going to, I'm going to try and do the, do the line for the, the closing of the show. Okay. Which is, I like morals, don't you? The moral of the story is, if you're walking on eggs, don't hop. So anyway, that's the that's the moral. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. From the movie Blue Thunder, Roy Scheider and um, the guy who was in, oh, what's that dude's name? The guy who was in uh, Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, the the, t- the tall guy, the tall guy, the with tall the, burglar with like yeah, the with weird the, hair. Yep, yep. Yeah. That that was dude was yeah. He was nice. he was he was his partner who uh, basically got run over. He was the partner in the second the partner, one too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but but I'm I'm talking about Blue Thunder. He was the partner in Blue Thunder. No, he's got he's the partner in Home Alone yep. and the partner in Blue Thunder. Ah, he's, and he's got a. What and is he's it? also the voice in uh, the Wonder Years. Is that what he was too? I think he was oh. a voice too. Of that. I say if not, he's if it wasn't for the third one, I'm like he's been typecasted. But anyway, on that note, thank you for joining us, oh, yeah. Jenna, on the me. word morality. Yeah. We're gonna have you again because you are very studious and oh my you've God, got a lot you. of philosophical sort of 
things. I hope so. I'm you like, know. I'm paying for it. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, not not now. Oh well, you're, you're going to be paying for it later. Yeah, I think, right? I think 2026 is when I start. So, oh boy, I'm so excited. It's oh, gonna I can be tell. Awesome. I can tell. My name is Ben. I'm Jenna, and we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Bye. Okay.